How are y'all doing? I'm Paul Ryan, your host of the Across the Cowboys podcast. We are part of the Across the Board Sports Podcast family. I'd like to give a big shout out to our listeners. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining us. And to our regular listeners, welcome back. With me, as always, is my co-host, the greatest co-host in the world, Mike the Pig Crumb. Mike, how are you? Well, as you know, uh, it, it was a tough weekend for me, and uh, I'm not going to throw this into a pity party, but I wanted to make sure uh, I, I, I lost my pup. I had to put him down. Chasey Bear, I love you, bud, and uh, I'll miss you. I think about you every day, man. So uh, now on to the sadder news. We got three Cowboys fans and free agencies <laughs> coming, so... We have that to deal with. Well, Mike, I you know I can only imagine how how you felt having to do that, dude. I know we talked over the weekend, and I, I was definitely sad to hear that. So again, I couldn't imagine how you feel to to lose uh you know your best friend, man. That's that's definitely tough. Yeah, man. You know he, he's in a better place now, and he's not suffering, so it's all good. Absolutely, man. No I, I couldn't agree more. Well, Mike, uh, you know before we get into it, where can we find you out on Twitter? At CD Piglet, guys. Nice. And I am Paul Ryan, and you can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. Well, Mike, here we are with episode one of our new series, Cowboys Beef. Uh, this is the series where we bring on a fan of the Cowboys to talk about how long they've been a Cowboys fan, the 2020 season, um, what they think of the Cowboys future, and of course, their Cowboys beef. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But with us today is a very special guest, Mr. Nick Herrera. Nick, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Doing well, man. Excited Happy to have you on. on the show. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Nick, uh, let everybody know where they can find you at on Twitter. Yeah, you can find me at Nick underscore Herrera 34. Yes, sir. Well, Nick, you know, uh, before we start talking football, it is Monday, and that means Meatless Monday for Mike. So, Mike, what was on the menu today? Damn, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I, I don't really even have anything planned. I knew we had the uh, – we had the this for people that don't know, this was originally the three that was gonna start the pod, Nick, Paul, and myself. And uh Nick bailed on us. He <laughs> Sorry, said guys. that he didn't like us and we weren't good enough. So <laughs> um I, I don't really have anything planned. I'm I'm going from this pod to writing that piece for KD for the draft. So I, I have no idea to be honest. I'll I'll throw something together. Sorry. Well, you know, Mike, since you don't have anything prepared for Meatless Monday, why don't you talk a little bit more about your opportunity with KD Drummond there? Uh, yeah, they sent me a, uh, they sent a thing out and I was tagged in it by more than one person, which I really appreciate you guys for that. That was, that's awesome. What a way, what a nice thing that, that like people are like, Hey, this is for you, man. So I sent in an article about, uh, Jerry Jones giving over the GM, uh, to Will McClay and, uh, he, he liked it and they, uh, apparently would like me to be part of the news uh cycle but they said if i want to be for the draft i can do an article on a uh on a uh person and i'd pick tyson campbell and i'm in the middle of trying to do it because i want to be as much help as possible i'll do whatever they it's want awesome. so we'll see what happens hopefully it works well man out. you know nick he was supposed to be on the show and he left us and he's going big time and now mike he's been on the show and he's about to go big time <laughs> yeah. i have a feeling this is going to be a solo pod here soon no, 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 I'm going to be on the pod. Come on. <laughs> well, hey, Mike, you know, congratulations on that opportunity. I know, uh, you know, that's really cool stuff. And if you're not familiar with KD Drummond, I mean, he's a great source of information and very close ties to the Cowboys organization. If you're not following him already, I would definitely suggest doing that. He writes great pieces, especially in the offseason. I'm really always looking forward to his work. 
Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, hot, you have to if you're a Cowboys fan, he has Absolutely. To well, let's get into it. Uh Nick, I'm curious, how long have you been a Cowboys fan? Oh man, since since I can remember. Uh mm-hmm. I was raised a Cowboys fan, so I didn't have much of a choice since birth. Uh Dad was a Cowboys fan. My grandpa was a Cowboys fan. Uh, so it's it's been in our blood. Kind of runs there in the Herrera bloodline, right? Oh yeah, definitely. That's great, man. Uh, th- this will that'll make this interesting because you have so many lines back. You never know. You may not have had to seen your best player. You may have uh, you may have heard of him more than than seen him. So I'm interested in who you're. Uh, all-time favorite player is for the Cowboys and your current favorite? Uh, so the, actually, I, th- I think my favorite player of all time was actually somewhat of an interesting answer because it's not what a lot of people would point to, but my favorite player uh, all time is Des Bryant. Oh, um, nice, dude. Oh, and, wow. and reason being, so I've, I've always been a Cowboys fan, but I wouldn't say I'm a quote-unquote super fan until about 2010. That's when my college career of uh, playing baseball was kind of coming to a close. So I had a little bit of extra free time. That's when I got really into the draft and I was right when he was entering the league. So I kind of saw his career from the draft process until unfortunately he was cut from the Cowboys. And so he was been one of my favorite players of all time. That's really cool, man. That's amazing. And then current favorite player, man, I I think Dak is the easy answer uh, because he is so polarizing and I just, like him as a human being. Um, but another one, this is a little bit more of an outside the box answer. Antoine Woods, man, he's my boy. He's one of the funniest people to follow on Twitter mm-hmm. and just seems like a guy who loves playing football. I love that attitude. I love yeah. Antoine Woods, man. That, that guy mm-hmm. is awesome. And, and he played oh, yeah. his ass off. He had to, he had to earn that. Belief. Yeah. And one thing about Antoine Woods, it seems like his teammates really rally around him. I'm like him too. So that's always good. Yeah, they had his back when he wasn't starting. When when they had Poe in there, mm-hmm. and you can tell, man, it clicked. They like playing with him. Um, he does the he does the dirty work. Yeah, I think he also kept. Uh, sorry, Paul. He also kept Homeboy from going to the star. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was like, no, 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 <laughs> not yeah. not today. Yeah, I was just gonna say it seemed like he he also has that dog mentality that that's something that we've been lacking as a you know on the Cowboys team for a while too. So you know, hopefully we can find a way to bring him back as well. Absolutely, yeah, restricted free agent. So they, they if we want him yeah. back, he's coming. Well, uh, Nick, I'm curious. I, I know there hasn't been too many good memories, at least for uh, the 2020 season. But looking back, it might be hard to pinpoint one. But can can you tell us, talk to us about one of your favorite Cowboy memories? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Um, I'd have to say one that jumps out to mind right now would be uh, my first game at AT&T Stadium. Uh, mm, okay. It was an awesome weekend trip with my dad and my brother and my uncle. Um, we were sitting, I believe it was like 26th row up, uh, kind of in the corner. Um, and it was DeMarco Murray's big breakout game where he rushed for like 260 plus yards. Mm-hmm. It was insane. It was a fa- awesome. fantastic game. Just overall great, great weekend. Um, and yeah, I'd probably, that has to be up there. AT&T is quite the stadium, man. Oh yeah. It was insane. Cause that was, I think year two that it was around. Uh, Cause I didn't get to go the first year, but yeah, I think it was year two that it was open. So have you guys both been to AT&T stadium? I've been there not for a game, but I've been there. Yes. Yeah, I've been for a couple of games. Yes, I went yep. to uh, the uh, Eagles game in 2019 where we just completely killed them, and that was insane. 
I've uh, I've never been. I'm a California boy, so it's, it costs me too much to get oh, out yeah. there. So I don't know if I'll ever make the trip. But I heard it's like a friggin' a coliseum, man. It's like it's incredible. Well, now you got to go the <laughs> other way. What's your least favorite Cowboys? Well, I mean, memory? going back to my favorite player, man, has to be the Des No Catch. That's that broke my heart, man. Uh, <sighs> not only just for us as a fan, but for the Tony Romo and Des Bryant legacy. That was that could have been career defining right there. That's one of those plays that literally people talk about 10, 20 years from now um, and forget to get to rever- get reversed. Crushing. Absolutely crushing. Yeah, I I I hate that play with mm-hmm. passion. The the fact that you could take three steps, switch yeah. arms, you know, go for a touchdown and the ball bounces and you don't even the thing is, is his arm hits the ground as he reaches for a touchdown. And the ball moves, but he never loses yep. control of the ball. It always stays in his hands and never hits yep. the ground. And they're like, but yeah, oh, you never actually God. see the ball hit the ground, which that was supposed to be the rule. Also, is you have to have the evidence yes. to be able to overturn it. Um, and then the fact that they changed the rule years later because of that play just makes it that much worse. Yeah. People that watch that that you know, people that listen to this podcast know how much we mm-hmm. hate the refs and and their. Horrible bias. Us and Locked On Cowboys are like the leader <laughs> of biased refereeing against the Cowboys podcast. And man, that that just seems like the 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 biggest one of them all. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you think about a uh, Cowboys history, and that play right there might be, you know, top five as you know, depending on who you who you are. Of course, it's just a, a defining moment in Cowboys history, man. Absolutely. Yep. Well, Nick, I'm curious. I, uh, you know, if you were to use one word, what would, how would you describe what it's like to be a Cowboys fan? Just as a whole, just a Cowboys fan as a whole, or just this last year? As a whole. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna go with the roller coaster because mm-hmm. there's so many dang ups and downs with being a fan here. It's yeah. we're gonna win the Super Bowl. To every single one of our players seems to be hurt, and now we're just trying to tank. And next year we're going to be talking about how bad this team is, and they're probably going to surprise everyone and get twelve wins. It's just how it goes. It's insane. Yeah, I, it's funny we have a story about this. Us three were talking throughout, and uh, the Eagles grab Hardgrave, and they and they make <laughs> these moves. And I'm like, we haven't done anything. The Eagles are better. We stink. Then we go through the draft, and I'm like, man, the Eagles draft was terrible, and ours was great. Maybe we're the better team, and then the season starts, and, I mean, we've seen what happened to the 2020 season, but, shit, we still ended up better than them with everyone injured and everything. So uh, uh, I remember you were on the side of the Cowboys at that point, and I know we didn't have a great year or anything, but in the terms of comparing Cowboys-Eagles, I think you had me there because even with all the injuries, mm-hmm. we ended up. The, with the bad record. thing is, some of those players that the Eagles were able to pick up, I think if it was the other way around, they would have had a bigger impact if they played for the Cowboys. I think if Hargraves played for the Cowboys, he would have done better and had a bigger impact than being the second or, say, maybe almost even third guy at the D tackle position for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. So. Um, his name was yep. huge. I would have loved to have him on our team, but him being on the Eagles, I just didn't think it was going to have, they weren't going to have the same type of return since they were already pretty deep on that D line. Yeah. Hardgrave at R110. Oh, man. Yeah. I still take him, and I know he had a bad year last year. Yeah. Still oh, oh, absolutely. 
one word to describe the Cowboys 2020 season now. Oh, it's deflating. That's easy. It was crushing, man. Just to think of how hyped we were going into the year, and then you lose your offensive line. Um, And not only just your offensive line, but your two staples on the ends. Um, And then a couple games in, you lose your quarterback. And when you lose your quarterback nine times out of ten, your your season's done. There's very few teams that are put together well enough to be able to last three quarters of your season um, and end the season well. So deflating, man, big time. I I couldn't agree more. Do you remember, Paul, when we did our picks, who'd you pick? Of course I do. Yeah, me too. That's Boy, a, that that's the most frustrating out. thing is because this year with their division, they had every opportunity to do well if they had some of those key players. You know, you built your team around an offense and you lose all your offensive players that are those keys. Mm-hmm. So it's just they weren't set up to win when you lose those to those types of guys. You know, hopefully the front office will will uh, realize that, and you know, maybe try to do some things differently this this season. But all we can do is hope, right? Yeah. So, you okay. know, Nick, other than losing Dak, what would you say was the biggest reason for Dallas's lack of success in twenty twenty? Well, the, I mean, the overarch the the big diff the big reason has to be the defense. But I'm I don't want to use that because I think we all know that the defense is a major problem. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the injuries to the tackles, mainly because yeah. like I was just saying, this offense or this team was built off of banking on this team being able to score 35 points a game. I think the defense underachieved, mm-hmm. but when you lost those tackles and then combined losing Dak, there's just no competing. You know, there you just can't you, you can't have that shootout type of team when you lose those types of guys. Absolutely. Can can I throw yeah, absolutely. out there? I think I think the missing the Jerry the the Jerry Jones in the front office missing on basically every free agent they brought in. That yeah. oh, Poe, sure. McCoy, Ha Ha Clinton Dix. I mean, mm-hmm. just everyone one after another just did not help us at all. And that's just it's brutal because you're you're we're all going in going Poe and McCoy. That's not so bad. Uh, well, let me ask you this. I'll ask both of you guys this. As far as the defense goes, do you think it was the uh, the free agents missing or Mike Nolan in, in the defensive staff that were the biggest issue in 2020? Nick, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to. Yeah, I mean. It's hard to excuse Nolan and what he did, but also I'm going to give him not a pass, but I'll give him a little bit leeway mm-hmm. because he was trying to implement a whole new defense with the circumstances of COVID with some of these new players. So I'm going to say that Will McClay and bringing in those free agents was the bigger miss because those are things that you can get an established vet that can play in any system. You should be able to. These these aren't these aren't rookies, you know. Mm-hmm. You have some of these guys that have played only one system their entire career because they were drafted by the Cowboys. That's going to be tough. But if you have a, I mean, how many years was Poe in the league and how many different teams? He was on his what? This is his fourth team. He know, he's can be flexible. He came in overweight. Yeah. Uh, McCoy, that's tough. But they had an injury clause in his contract, so they knew there was potential for him to get hurt. So that's a miss there. Um, I think all of us were pretty. I don't want to say high, but we um, thought Worley could have been serviceable. I think everyone missed out on him. He was just playing bad. I it, was high and and I, I th- he showed some glimpses of being serviceable in Oakland, um, but he was just a flat-out miss. 
Yeah, and then you know, just with the uh, the whole ha ha Clinton Dix not even be able to make the team and getting yeah. cut, and that was That's just a weird a one. Bit of a head scratcher as well. You know, Mike, what are your thoughts there? I'll, I'll, I'm going to answer it with a question, but I wanted to say I just listened to the Boys and Girl podcast with Bobby Bell mm-hmm. and uh, Jane Slater, and they had McCoy on. It was actually Merriman was on there, uh, uh, and he had McCoy on. And Cowboys noticed that they, that he had a partial tear in that quad. And he said, I played all year with it. You know, I'll run with it. Don't worry. Um, and they said, go, he told them, go ahead and put this clause in the contract. And if it doesn't work out, you can just cut me. It's no big deal. So it was actually a McCoy idea so that they could sign. And all the talk about McCoy coming back is yeah. very highly likely because they both oh, like each great. other a lot. So I just wanted to make sure that that was known. The met, the medical team for Dallas found it. McCoy said, Hey, I'm, I played on it all last year. You know, I didn't know I had it. Let's just do it. And, and I'll put that's a clause. Very in. So, so mm-hmm. That's very, very interesting. Say, yeah. Yeah. And that cool? it says that's a lot a about really McCoy too. By, yeah. uh, by the boys and girl podcast. Yeah, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, as far as 2020 season, I'm, I'm, you know, me all year, Paul, I'm all players. Um, I, I put it this way. This is how I would, I would answer it. I go, would you rather have Mike Nolan back and you bring in Dalvin Tomlinson, Justin Simmons, and, uh, 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 Richard Sherman, or we can give you a new defensive coordinator but you got to run with these. We re-sign these players, right. and we run with the same players. Of course, what you know, you Mike Nolan and those veteran pieces adding to this young defense, of course. Yeah, the, it, the players weren't – the defensive tackles couldn't hold up, and it brought mm-hmm. down everything else. And then we all know how much I love that they threw – first they put Darian Thompson at safety all year, and then they and then they put him in the money – linebacker spot and i'm like he can't play either guys he's, yeah. he's a special teamer but i've yelled enough that's about the that. problem man so, i feel like um... they have special teamers all over the place that's that's all they have they don't invest in any guys and yeah, yeah. yeah. i agree they 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 get guys cj goodwin is elite I, he's the second mm-hmm. free agent i want back on this team after Dak. i never want him to play other than special teams though it's, you know, it's, Mike, I think you and I were pretty vocal, you know, when we were recording in season that it was time for the players to start getting, you know, held accountable because, um, you know, when we started to see Mike Nolan's scheme and, you know, they're causing the turnovers and everything, we said, I think it was about like week six or seven. We said, well, hey, I, I think it's time that the, the players start being held accountable for not for not knowing what they're doing. And, um, you know, of course, we, we, we saw what happened there. But I would agree with you guys. There is a big lack of talent at some key positions there on defense. And hopefully we can we can get that fixed this year. Yeah. And, and I think talent, talent is the big issue. Like it, it's not always just a want to thing. It's not mm-hmm. a, always a willingness to learn these things. It's just look at what we've invested in this defense, uh, especially in the secondary. We don't have a lot of assets there. You know, mm-hmm. we have digs now. Uh, mm-hmm. who, who else we have? Like, like you said, Dorian Thompson, who is a recycled yeah. guy that, you know, couldn't even make the really the Giants. Um, you have a couple, you know, six round picks, a fifth round pick. You have uh, a second round pick who you're probably, not, you might resign Cheeto. I, I don't know. Um, I would, but, uh, you, you, it's one of those things where like, so man, when these guys are, are showing that they're okay, you got to try to upgrade through some, through somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, and just throw them out there and expect them to be able to, 
keep the wheels on. You know, oddly enough, it's Anthony Brown, the fourth round guy, who's kind of been the most consistent. You know, with the exception of uh, I think it was like his second year in the league, but he's yep. been a uh, you know a top uh, slot corner in the league as well. But yeah, we, we're definitely lacking some. Uh, Again, like you know, like we've said, some some talent at some really key positions there on defense, and you know, not investing there has has really caught hurt us over the years. Brown was a, a sixth round guy, but I I kind of want to get back into because this is a kind of a good transition into the next question, taking it from the twenty twenty season and kind of going through all of of Dak's years, you know, everybody's like, Oh, you can't pay Dak. You can't put together a team. Well, we had a fourth round rookie on a, on a rookie deal and we didn't do any winning in that time. And my question is what's the reason for the lack of success in the Dak era? Do you think it's Garrett related Jones related Jerry or, or Steven? Uh, I mean, it's gotta be a combination of both. Um, I think there was some stubbornness with the coaching staff and what direction they wanted to go with this offense that I think kind of held them back. But then, I mean, there are some major misses on Steven Jones. You know, there's, there were chances when you go, uh, 13 and three and you take the number one seed and you lose a heartbreaker to one of the best quarterbacks in the league. What do you do the next year, that off season? You don't just accept what you have and try to run it back. No, you try to make it better. You know, you try to go out and get a guy, something that's going to take you over the top. Um, and so I think that's a lot having to do with the, um, I mean, GM is technically the title of Jerry Jones, but Steven's the ones who's making those decisions nine times out of 10, you know, him and Will McClay. So, um, Garrett's system can work. Um, I just think it's not right for a team that doesn't want to run the ball as much as they have. Um, so I'd lean more towards Stephen Jones. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it it the front office reminds me of a uh, of a of a. My dad's really good with his car, right? He takes his truck in, gas mileage ahead of time, always ahead of the game. Keep the car going. Dallas Cowboys feel like a team that waits till the lights blinking and then is like, oh shit, we better go get Amari mm-hmm. Cooper for a first round pick. Instead of, of being out in front and trying to do what needs to get done ahead of time. You know, Absolutely. I, I uh, you know, I was I meant to um, you know, I was thought about asking this and I meant to add it to the original question, but should Scott Linehan have also been added in that question as far as um, you know, lack of success in the Dak era? And see, and and Mike, you might have a better opinion on this than I do, because from what I remember, Scott Linehan, he wasn't stubborn about the run when he was in Detroit. I mean, they aired it out with Stafford and Megatron, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm not sure that yes. it makes me think it's a little bit of a trickle down effect of Jason Garrett putting training wheels on these coaches and wanting them to run the ball and waste time, you right. know, mm-hmm. so there are times where Scott Linehan, it's one of those things like, yeah, you are calling the plays. Like, yeah, just because it's a run doesn't mean you have to run the same exact play every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's definitely got to share the blame for sure. Let's let's go through a history. Scott Linehan airs it out in Detroit, comes to us, we run curl routes. Kellen Moore can air it out in the home games when it comes mm-hmm. to tough games, especially on the road, curl routes. Jason Garrett goes to Giants. What did we, we tried to tell him? What did we see though from Giants fans all the time? How many times are you going to run damn all curls? You know that that they he has this weird thing. He, he he's a run and like he loves that that like curl routes and then to try to trick you off of it during 
certain games. But yeah, he, I would definitely say this is more of a Garrett thing. Linehan was nothing special, but Garrett's mm-hmm. been the constant in here. That's been an issue. And if you look when, when they unleashed Kellen Moore, you know, he, he had Andy Dalton and like, I think he had the 13th or 14th best offense in the league with Andy Dalton and, and backup, a backup at, at almost every offensive line. So yeah, I, I think it's a Garrett thing as far as the conservative offense. Nick, goes. I'm curious. Do you see Dallas ever winning another Super Bowl as long as the Jones family owns the team? Oh, as long as the Jones family? Uh, I got to think, yeah. Because I don't think I don't think Steven's walking away anytime soon. Um, not saying that it's going to happen anytime soon, but uh, you got to look into one once every 50 years, right? Gosh, we can only hope so. <laughs> Is it is is that a fan? Is that a fan hoping that we don't have to go through a whole Stephen Jones era <laughs> Super Bowl, or is that what you think? Mm, probably a fa- closer to a fan hoping. <laughs> it's those things like I, I don't know how <laughs> Stephen Jones would operate without a Jerry Jones because Jerry Jones. I mean, I don't think he does as much as he used to, but he still has a, a hand in what they do. Um, will Will Stephen Jones? Yeah be more likely to give more responsibility to say a Will McClay. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I really don't know what he wants to do as a quote unquote owner. So um, that's my hope. I I'm not confident in that, but man, I don't know. <laughs> how close is this team currently to being a Super Bowl team? How, how far off are we? What With do, the current guys, I think it's tough because we're about to see a lot, a, a pretty big turnover. Um, I don't think we're close. I think we're close to being competitive, but I would never bet on them. You know, I, I still think there's teams that are set up to have more success over the next, say, three, uh, three or four years. Um, with the salary cap increasing as much as it's about to, that's going to change a lot of things. You know, whoever can set yourselves to have some high-priced free agents and and have your team ready to be able to spend that money um, in two or three years might be the best setup. So um, I don't know, man, it's, 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 it's murky to see what's going to happen here in the next couple of years. Can I, can I ask a, a, a thing to kind of flip this question on its head? How, how close is the offense to being a super? Oh, I mean, they were set up for that this, this year. Uh, with the pieces they had. Um, so yeah, no, I, I don't think, I don't think the aging uh, left tackle really changes anything. Um, I think if you pay Dak, this is all about if you pay Dak, um, you're paying him um, because he's a borderline elite quarterback and he can deal with a lineman or two being a weak link. You just can't have all those guys in front of you, you know, and then you have the weapons, you have the running back who you know, will be around on this team for another year. Um, and you have athletic tight ends that they're actually using athletically. So I think they're set up really well. Yeah, I agree. And you're, and you're setting up for Paul's next question, but I, I just wanted to add really quick, how, 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 much better does the defense have to be for the offense to be able to carry them? I think, yeah. I think that's a big picture overall, but what do you think the defense needs to be around in order for this yeah. offense to be able to carry them? Yeah. So uh, they just have to be middle of the pack. Um, they just can't be ranked in that bottom, let's say bottom third, um, middle of the pack defense with timely turnovers. Uh, we saw those timely, timely turnovers last year towards the end, which 
I think is great. Now it's stopping the run consistently, making sure that each offensive drive isn't taking eight freaking minutes, you know? So you, you bolster up that D tackle position. You give me another corner that I can trust. They're actually not far from being middle of the pack. Now, again, am I going to bet on a middle of the pack defense with an elite offense? So probably not. You still have to have some luck involved, but I can live with that and I can be competitive with that. Oh, no, no problem at all. Sorry, Paul. I, uh, you know, Nikki kind of uh, talked about this over the weekend here, but I'm going to ask, you know, uh, so you, our listeners can know. But if uh, Dallas lets Dak walk in free agency, will you still be a Cowboys fan? Hell yes. I am a fan of the team. I was a fan long before Dak. I love Dak to get to the death. Like I said, he's one of my favorite players. Yeah. But I will wish him well. And I'm sorry, but if we ever play you, I hope you throw. 10 interceptions against us, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. another thing I'm rooting for my team. Um, I'll, I'll, I mean, if he's playing the Eagles, I want Dak to ball out wherever he goes, mm-hmm. but I'm still a Cowboys fan at heart. Well, you know, yeah. you know, I was just going to say, I was talking to you, a uh, friend of the show, Mr. LP and uh, at SDQ flight crew there. Um, we were talking about that. And I was just saying that I feel if, if we let Dak walk, that that would just confirm the thinking that Dallas isn't serious about winning, that they're not really, you know, winning isn't their number one priority. And it would be hard for me to root for a team like that. What about you, Mike? My whole thing is, is I'm always going to be a fan of the Cowboys because mm-hmm. I am what you'll be yep. is a pissed off fan. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be, we'll be pissed about it. We'll be like, our team is fucking idiots. I hate the front office. I hate this and that. And then they'll kick off on Sunday and it'll be like, Okay, well, who's this Trey Lance mm-hmm. guy? Man, I hope mm-hmm. he's be, be good. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be one ho- I, that I hope the rookie we get instead of Dak sucks because right. the front office should learn mm-hmm. his lesson. No, I want my team to win. So I, I, I hope he's better than yeah. Dak, but I'd be, I'm going to be pissed off. Yep. because That's I what I was saying. It's like, you know, Dak. I'm still going to watch the games. I'm still going to record the show and everything, but it's just, uh, you know, it, it's hard to support a uh, an organization that, that makes you feel like, you know, winning football games isn't their number one priority. Yep. I, uh, hopefully I set this thing up right. This is something I, I love this. Paul, this, Paul came up with this, and I love this right here. You get to be the GM for one day, and you have time to sign one free agent. You have time to cut one of your guys if you want to. And you have time to make the first pick in the draft or one pick in the draft that there's somebody later on you want to make sure you get. Okay. Um, Give me your three, Nick. I'm signing Dalvin Tomlinson. I think I think he Love it. covers up a lot of the deficiencies at linebackers, so I don't need to draft one because I know a lot of people want to draft a linebacker high. I'm still probably cutting Jalen. I'll sign some guy that likes to actually stick his nose into the – into the trash and actually make tackles. So I'm fine with that. Um, and then draft. Um, I'm probably going to go with uh, the cornerback Farley. I'll probably go with that. I, I'd have no problem with Sertan either. I know a lot of people don't love him. Yeah, I love uh, I love any of those. If all that happened, I would be one hundred. And the reason, and I, I think the key is it. honestly more than any of those, uh, signing Tomlinson. 
Um, like I said, I don't have if I sign Tomlinson, I still don't love the Jalen Smith contract, but I can live with him playing there behind a better D line. It'll make him and LVE better. Mm-hmm. Um, not great. Again, um, we're still going to need a linebacker here soon because I don't think it's a smart idea to pick up LVE's fifth year option necessarily. Um, and it makes your secondary better because they're hopefully in more second and longs, third and longs, rather than always being in second and three and having all these options of being able to pass and run whenever you basically wanted to. So I think having a good D tackle makes worlds of difference for this defense. Just to, uh, to make sure we're clear guys, we're playing it as yes. assuming Dak is signed or tagged. Obviously, if you're not, everybody's right. just going to say sign. Sorry, Dak yeah, should have clarified that. Dak's already on the team. <laughs> I, I, you know, we probably all should have clarified that because man, everybody's looking for a reason to, to, to troll or to come at you, come at your neck and say, well, what about Dak? Or you know, looking for any reason to, uh, to criticize, man. Yeah. We have his control. Like we can tag him at a at a number we don't love but at a number you can live with and, and play the year mm-hmm. out with them. So we're talking about people other than that, that are free to go. Elsewhere. You know, guys, I want to, I kind of want to go off the show sheet here for a minute while we're talking about Dak and Nick, I'll start with you. Is there yeah. an amount of money, you know, maybe uh, per year, or just total amount where, you know, you, we find out that Dak is asking for that. You're saying, you know what, I think I'll take my chances with a, a veteran or maybe even a rookie quarterback. Um, no, I mean, Obviously, there's a limit, but anything that's realistic that we're seeing, I mean, if he asks for more than $45 million a year for only four years, like that's something you can't do. You literally just can't really fit that into a four-year contract. You can, but it's going to be tough. Um, but anything realistic, anything that you can find between the Watson deal and the Mahomes deal, you add more years depending on how high that average per year is. I can I can completely pallet. Um, I ran some numbers. I think it was earlier last week. Um for a contract for him averaging 42 million a year and it, I can make it work. And his cap hit in the next two years are fairly low. Mm-hmm. So, and, and a lot of people think that's an insane number, but I, I think it's completely fine based off of the next two years. Uh, and then also when that salary cap starts to really boom because of the new TV deals. So it would have to be really high for me to be saying like, Hey, that's too much. No, thanks. We'll try something different. Mike, how about you? Oh, Nick's Nick's not only right on it, but I'm about to parrot his speak. The the idea is to get Mm -hmm. you through the next two years to get to the TV deal. And that not only Dak, but like speaking of Dalvin Tomlinson, or if you want to bring in a a safety that's big name or a better corner, you need to price those out where, hey, we're going to hit you low these next couple Mm -hmm. of years, but then we'll boom you into 2022 because not only do you have the new TV deal, Mm -hmm. but tanks deal is able to get out of Zeke's deal is able to get out of. And as the older guys go and we don't want to pay that kind of money, you flip those over. You hopefully are drafting well so that you can replace those guys. And now you're, you're younger signees like Tomlinson and say, Mm -hmm. I don't know, Justin Simmons from Denver is a guy people like those type of guys start to hit your cap as the other numbers can come off. And uh, I think he's right. I think 45 for four years, anything above that would be pretty brutal. Um, uh, 45 for five mm-hmm. years, I think you yeah. can manage because you could stretch it. But but anything in the 45. Yeah, because I was thinking about this earlier. Rough. And 
because uh, you know that somebody uh, tweeted out that uh, Dallas was going to offer Dak a five-year, one hundred seventy-five million dollar deal. And I'm like, I don't even know if that even gets a conversation started after Watson signing his deal, and that's not even forty a year. No, I feel like um, if uh, Todd French were to say we want, uh, you know, the, of course speaking hypothetically, but if we want an eight-year deal for four hundred million, I'd be like, well, man, I don't know, I don't know how we could do that if, if that's even feasible or realistic. Yeah, Over anything more than six, I can make happen. Uh, that's when you real—that's when you really have to look at the guarantee yeah, and how it's structured. Because mm-hmm. after four years, I guarantee almost all of that's just funny money, and you can get out of it. So right. yes, he could average, and I'm doing air quotes right now, fifty million or whatever you mm-hmm. want to do. But like, he's really only going to take home whatever you know X percentage of that. So right, um, it's that four years. Like, uh, it's probably almost all going to be guaranteed. Um, so that's when the average per year really plays a big part. So people understand before we start the, the squash, the beef segment for people, uh, for, just to make sure people understand the person who had that thing out uh, on the DAC offer. He also had reports. This was under Tom uh, Daly. I believe he, he came out with it. He had reports that Patriots, Tom Brady was coming here. <laughs> They had reports of, uh, <laughs> yeah. of, oh, yeah. I mean, this guy's a full yeah. moon. He it, uses yeah, Cowboys stuff to get clicks. Um, yeah, he had, he had a few that are, I'm blanking on right now because the Tom Brady one made me laugh. But there was a few that I was like, oh, my God. When I seen him, I'm like, okay, this guy. I actually ended up blocking that guy just Don't because of that, that tweet. Report. <laughs> Nicely done. Yes, sir. I appreciate Good that. Uh, pro- the best thing I've done all day, I'll, I'll tell you that. Well, you know, uh, Mike, you kind of touched on it there. You just gave a little bit of a spoiler alert here, but you know, now we're getting to the uh, to the end of the show here, and in honor of the show, what this is, um, and it's going to be squash your Cowboys beef, and this is where Nick is going to have one to five minutes to get whatever issues, new or old, he wants to get off of his chest and act like maybe <laughs> Gary, Stephen, or anyone associated with the Cowboys is is uh, listening, and uh, you know, he gets to uh, air out his grievances. So, Nick. I'm handing it off to you, man. What squash your Cowboys beef? So my mine is actually not even directed specifically at the Cowboys, but I do interact mostly with Cowboys fans, um, and I do occasionally take on some we'll call them debates on Twitter, talking about player contracts and players. Again, I'll do quotes again. Worth uh, one of my biggest beefs is when people quote only the average per year Mm -hmm. to say that someone's worth something. That is one of my biggest beefs, mainly because if you actually take the time, do a little research, you can actually see that some of these players, they're not getting paid that much. They will never see that money. Mm -hmm. Um, A big one uh, that people talk about, oh, Zeke Elliott's getting paid $16 million a year. I'm like, actually, he's probably going to see a small fraction of that. He is going to take home probably $11 million on average for his – two-year extension passes rookie deal. Um, and then they're going to cut ties. Um, so educate yourself before you start quoting those numbers. If you're going to talk about any human's worth, I just can't stand that biggest beef. I um, that. yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you know, Nick, I see you, uh, you and Mike are always in the yeah, trenches they... doing, you know, defending Dak and doing this, that, and the other. I mean, it, after a while, it's got to be pretty uh, tiresome just, uh, you know, feeling like you're, you're, you can't have a constructive conversation with people, man. Well, when you have a lot of time during the day because your job's super slow, yeah, <laughs> I'll gladly take on those battles for everyone else. So <laughs> happy to do it. I appreciate that. 
It's so right. I, I'm on disability. So there's sometimes during the day where I totally ignore my phone. There's sometimes <laughs> like, oh, let's see if we can fuck with people on here. Somebody saying anything stupid. And, you know, uh, a lot of those people come from the same reason that, the, mm-hmm. that a lot of the yeah. people with the money thing come. They listen to Undisputed with dumbass Skip Bayless, who's a TV character, mm-hmm. debate character, or Stephen A. and Max, well, and they come on and they have no yeah. idea how to break down a contract. They have no clue, and they What's, go on there and they. Hear, oh, sorry to cut you off. What's so bad right. about that too is go ahead. Those are the no, same please. type of people that always criticize the Joneses, yet. That's the Kool-Aid they're drinking. They're drinking this cap savings Kool-Aid where, hey, we can't pay anyone. We have to penny pinch. We have to do this. But at the same time, say that they're bad GMs. Well, hey, how about you stop listening to them? There's ways to make all these things work. It's all about about taking on risk. If you like a player, you can sign them for whatever you want. It doesn't matter what your cap space is. You just have to structure it to what you're comfortable with. So it's 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 people who just like to complain, to just to complain. Yeah. Yeah, they get on the Zeke contract that you talked about. He, he, when I, I'm not, I was not a pay a running back guy. So I was like, I don't care if they pay Zeke or not. Yeah. It's just, I, I'm not really into the value of the position. Then I saw the contract and the way they structured it. And I'm like, okay, it's a yeah. two year extension after his thing. And then they're going to cut ties or, or restructure if they want, if Zeke wants to do that exactly. and stay in Dallas, they'll get him in a way lower number. So, you know, if people really understood the contracts, they'd understand they, they signed like Cooper's another one. Cooper, they said, we're going to give him two years. If he's a you know what they're going to do after this year, they're going to take that 20 million and stretch it out through the yep. next two years of the deal to yep. save them cap space uh, over the next couple of years. If he didn't have a great year, they would have cut him after next year because he did had no guaranteed money and they would have tried to sign somebody or re-sign Gallup. And move on from uh, uh, Cooper, either trading or cutting him. So, he, Nick's absolutely right. If you want to go on and complain, then just no. Go on <laughs> I think one thing is what, why I kind of about. retired from all the Twitter battles is just, you know, in 2017 after the season, people were just – you know, go on and on about Dak and how he's not a good quarterback. And it led all the way into early into the 2018 season. And I just got sick of it because I felt like I couldn't have a real conversation with people. And, uh, you know, now I see people will just say random things about Dak, like Dak's going to sign with the Colts. And I feel like people just use Dak as a way to stir their pot and try to get any sort of attention going there on Twitter. Oh, for sure, man. It's being the quarterback of America's team. You know, if you want to get clicks, you want to get comments and likes, say something about Dak positive or negative it doesn't matter right and you'll get people to start chiming in and so it's it's, it's easy money literally oh, yeah. literally every sports debate show we it's super bowl week and they're they lead off stuff with cowboys like what the hell are you even talking about cowboys for they're not involved they're not doing anything <laughs> they're not trading for a quarterback they're not signing anybody they're not, but they're yep. on every show every gotta talk about the cowboys and gotta talk about lebron that's what they fill their time with well, guys, we've got a little bit of yep. time left, so I, I have another question if, if you guys are okay with that. Yeah, let's do it. All right, later, Mike. No, I'm All done. Right, so, I'll talk to you guys later. Um, <laughs> let's just say the Cowboys were didn't re-sign Dak. Is there a, a team that you, you would like to see Dak land on that you know maybe you would find yourself rooting for? Nick, I'll start with you. Huh. 
So my hometown team, which again, it's not my team, but I, I I'll root for them if they're not playing the Cowboys, just because my friends are, are the chiefs. Mm. They don't need a quarterback. Right. Um, that's really tough. Um, I don't really like a lot of teams. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, let me pass to Mike and let me think about that for yeah, a second. No, no problem. Mike, you got one? Oh. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Oh, I could have sat this one out. As I've said a million times, yep. I will not do a mock draft where we go after a quarterback. I will not do something where we sign some veteran. The Cowboys will one. re-sign or tag, but hopefully re-sign Dak Prescott. And in 2021, he's going to be our quarterback. So I'm not doing it. I'm not putting him on another team. I'm not mock drafting or signing a veteran. I'm not doing that. Dak is our quarterback. If he plays all year on the tag and goes in the yeah. next season, now I'm worried. You know, if, if we're in the season and he's playing on the tag, now I'm scared because he's just a straight-up free agent and we're not going to be able to to deal. that He's going to get so much money, we're not even going to be close. And then we talk. This year, not in because I'll play the game. I'll I'll give Paul an answer, <laughs> and I still wouldn't like it. Um, but if Drew Brees retires, yeah, that would not be a terrible situation for, specifically for Dak. That would right. not be. I oh, I would hate God. it, but that would not be a bad situation for Dak at all. Man, can you imagine the, the storylines going back home to New, to New Orleans uh, and Sean Payton and everything, man? Uh, the other name that or the other team that I kind of came to mind would have been the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. But I mean they have Tua and I think he'll be fine. Right. But seeing Dak play with that defense the way it's been playing recently, oh, that man. could also be fun. I would think I would think, <laughs> you know, New Orleans was a team this. that I had mentioned uh, in the offseason when uh we did a Dak episode. But another team that I think would be really fun and um you know, especially for fantasy, I was thinking the Carolina Panthers. I, I, I'd like to see what what they can do with Dak Prescott and with that young up and coming defense. Uh, uh, I'm going to be Eric water. Roth real quick and say, <laughs> why would they? Why would uh, Carolina want to downgrade? Yeah, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater two two seasons ago, or the start of oh, last geez. season, Teddy Bridgewater was better than Dak on Eric Roth's list. That guy, that oh, it's amazing. It has more crossouts than the infamous in Browns life. jersey that has all the quarterback names. Oh, he God. is just missing at least three or four every year. Yes. Drew Locke, fran- franchise quarterback, second-round pick. He is the Broncos' every future. Year. And nope, they're already talking about another quarterback. Is he still Darnold, on, yeah. on, a, on Twitter evaluating Darnold. quarterbacks? Uh, who knows? Yeah, he – he 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 goes on there and, and does that stuff and it, and it makes me laugh because it's like a curse. Like, oh yeah, I'm not buying any Josh Allen stock because that was his last guy before I blocked him. His last guy was Josh Allen's well, better than Dak, and I was like, all right, <laughs> you you just give, yeah, gave he's him got the kiss one more that. season and yeah, he'll be done. Hilarious! Oh that guy. Yeah. Well, Nick, we appreciate exactly. you coming on, man. It's been a lot of fun. But before we get out of here, remind everybody where we can get you or we can find you out on Twitter. Yeah, you can find me on Nick underscore Herrera 34. Um, just a lot of football content, a lot of dumb stuff I say also. So it's always fun. And Mike, even though you were in the episode, remind everybody where we can find you out on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time I've ruined an episode. Go on. Nick, I appreciate you coming on, man. Probably my favorite Appreciate follow it. minus my uh, host on Twitter. Yeah. And I have Obligation. to throw the host in there because he is my host, but 
you 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 two are two of my original uh that i ever remember and john williams of course so if you're a Cowboys fan, you got to follow him, or if you just want to laugh, you know, and hey, only, to his neighbor. Only, only two more weeks, and then and I'm getting out of here, man. Follow Those neighbors me will be long CD gone. Piglet. Hilarious. Oh, get, it in, get the follow. <laughs> well, you know, we're going off the rails so here, guys, real quick. So uh, we'll get out of here, but I am Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. We appreciate you joining us, and we will see you guys next week.